You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays podcast, episode number 10. With Brian Robb and Michael Pina, I'm Rich Levine. And guys, we're recording here on Monday afternoon and get ready for a big-time jinx. But there's only one team yet to lose a game in these NBA playoffs. As Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, and the Boston Celtics, who went into Milwaukee on Sunday and stole game one in their second-round series against the Bucks. On today's episode, we're going to look back in game one. We're going to wonder how much it carries over into game two. We're also going to ask you to please subscribe and review us wherever you listen to these podcasts. Also, give us a follow on our new Twitter account, at WinningPlaysPod. And I think that's enough for the pleasantries, guys. Let's go right to Milwaukee. Our resident Celtics beat writer, B-Rob, Brian Rob, how is it over there? It's, uh, <laughs> well, I think that the weather is as miserable as the Bucks are for every right now. Um, after that game of performance, it was... Forty degrees and raining, so that I think kind of tells the story about where. I think that's a good day in Milwaukee, out. isn't it? <laughs> it's better than snow. It snowed on freaking Sunday, so <laughs> let's get right into it. Everyone knows what happened. Game one. Everyone watched it. Who was your winnie? And just to remind everybody, our winnie is in honor of winning plays, in honor of the title of this podcast. But more than anything, Marcus Smart, who in game one, I guess you can. It's a. It was a huge upset. There's seven and a half point underdogs. The Celtics were, but who inspired Marcus Smart the most from the sidelines? I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Brad Stevens. I'm gonna go off the floor for this. Wow! Wow! Jeez! Because for as good as the Celtics, there were too many guys on the floor that were great to pick just the winning out of the players, and so I look at it as the the tone was set before the tip. We the whole world debated on who would start this game, and Brad made the right call. Brad went with Marcus Morris. He went with the offense first choice while also leaving Hayward on the bench and talk about a ballsy call of all people exactly. right? Marcus Morris <laughs> right and had not done much to inspire confidence in the second half of the season but did have a sneaky okay slash good playoff series against the Pacers and Brad saw that Brad saw that listen this is our best three-point shooter that we can use in this scenario and he went with him and the offense looked Got phenomenal looks for 48 minutes because of that. And then clearly just the preparation defensively of Giannis. You know, all the credit to Horford, all the credit to guys they are executing. But the Celtics were ready for everything the Bucks were throwing at them after rewatching that game. And I give that to Brad and his staff. Pina. Okay. Well, good pick. <laughs> I'm but... going to... Uh give it to an actual player and by the way before uh, you say it are you is this another mvp winning for you no well this is both i think that this this player does does personify everything that marcus mark brings to the table but he was also the most important player on the team and that is al horford who played in my opinion 
is that the that might is that the best defensive performance we've seen since he joined the Celtics, or is or is there some performance against maybe Embiid in last year's playoffs that was better? It's up there. It's up there. I'll say I'll say best performance overall. Man, forget defense. That was the best. That was the best Al Horford that we've seen. His uh, yeah, I mean, offensively the. We've it's so funny like the pick and pops with Kyrie man I I, <laughs> I keep talking to people about this no I don't I haven't heard a good answer from anyone who's really smart about how to stop sl- like slow this down stop it stifle it whatever I, and the Bucks we'll see what 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 they have uh, going forward to stop it. but so El Horford I mean you know it's not like he defended Giannis one on one or anything like that and uh, he obviously had a ton of help. But I thought his approach, his physicality, the play where he blocked Giannis twice <laughs> at the rim on a double jump, which Filthy. is impossible. Like, that's straight up impossible. And his, like, his, uh, his intensity after the second block when he basically, like, fell over because he was so excited. Um, <laughs> I loved everything about his performance. Uh, he's just, he's... Uh, irreplaceable he's one of the more important players in the entire postseason and he showed exactly why in that game yeah i'm gonna i, I like yours better than b rob's thank you mostly because of the player but, but i did like i did like jumping out, out of the box like b rob did right out of the box but my winnie goes to a guy he played 30 minutes with 29 and change two of seven from the field six rebounds three blocks but a plus 16 in the box score it's jason tatum wow the reason that I want to give this this winnie to to young Jason is that the reason that Giannis's struggles yesterday was just like the end of everything. The Bucks had, had had no chance, and that's because the guy that carried them last year, Chris Milton, if you remember, six points in the first I think three minutes of mm-hmm. the first quarter. Yep. Which I think were the <laughs> there were only two field goals in the first eight minutes of for, for the Bucks, but after that he scored 10, 10 points for the rest of the game, and obviously you know Tatum wasn't out, wasn't covering from every minute. But that was the primary defender, and I and I liked on a night where where the offense wasn't there that he was able to. And we talk about like almost the way we did with Jalen in the in the indie series. But I thought that that Tatum was able to be a big positive last night, despite the fact that he wasn't scoring. And that's winning material for me. That's a really good choice. Um, Danger Cart, our friend Ryan on Twitter, uh, actually DM'd me saying that uh, Jason. Tatum had because I was on a train back from a wedding so I was getting dms and texts from people who were spoiling the outcome of the game for me <laughs> so that was wonderful um so he dm'd me saying that uh that he thought that uh that Tatum would actually get his winning if he had to had to pick so oh nice well, Ryan give so, me a tip next time well actually no we like, clearly we're on the same page so he doesn't need to yeah reach out like that yeah um, so 11 cool. 11 blocks for the Celtics yesterday um they were just like it was just like the Giannis ones. They knew what he was doing before he did it. That's the only way you can dominate a guy like that physically, right? Didn't it seem that way? It seems like good preparation there. It seems like someone really had everyone on the same note. Uh, <laughs> you want to give your uh, your losey, Bira? Do you have uh, a good losey? I know it's, I mean, it's hard. And you can go. Hard. You can go with the other team. Just uh, so I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to go to the other team here because. If you don't say, you have to say Bud now. You, I mean, I got it. I mean, no, no, no. Well, here, here. I was going to, I want to typecast myself here. Bud should get it. <laughs> but I'm going to go killer. further down. Um, Connaughton was terrible in this game. Um, very, you know, local guy. I hate to, to throw him out there, but he 
got all the open looks, which I think was part of the plan for the Celtics. And he missed everything. And Hayward just absolutely abused him. Um, that's not even a fair. It's not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight. And this is why the Bucks are in trouble in this series, I feel like, because... They need Brogdon. They need badly. Brogdon. But even when they get Brogdon back, Brogdon's not going to slow down Hayward. Like, he's going to be better than Connaughton because he's going to be able to Yeah, he'll be better than Connaughton. That's but, for sure. like, that's a tough but, night for Pat. <laughs> I have to mention B-Rob real quick. Is there anything new on uh, Sterling Brown? Because that's been... That's more minutes for Pat. If, if his, he left with a, what was it? Yeah, he had injury? back spasm. Yeah, I didn't see anything out of Bucks practice. I didn't even know. I didn't even see that during the game um, that he had the, the spasm stuff. Um, but yeah, nothing new on that. Brogdon had a practice today. Looks encouraging. Still rode out for game two, but obviously it sounds like the the plastic coverings coming off for game three. Um, clearly, if they're down 0-2, it definitely will, and it's hard to see them waiting any other reason with another two days off after this. So, um, so Pat I think that makes, that makes game two even huge, even bigger tomorrow. Celtics, the mo- playing this team without Brogdon on the floor is just a huge edge for the Celtics, I feel like. Can I give my Lizzie? Or yeah, give it, yeah. No, go ahead, Mike. Uh, mine's Giannis. Um, when you're the MVP of the NBA, you can't play like that in... The biggest that's the that was the biggest game of his life, probably. You could say that was the game seven against the Raptors a couple of years ago, but that was first round. First second round game of his of his NBA career. He's at the top of the mountain, ostensibly, and he was so pedestrian on both ends. Uh went three for five from beyond the arc on shots that you know the Celtics were just like, please. Like it was like <laughs> It was like in the first round when, when Giannis would take a three, Andre Drummond would look and wave his hand at him like, you're <laughs> trash. Like the most disrespectful yeah. thing. And like that's when, when Giannis shoots threes, that's like, it, it almost doesn't matter if it goes in because he's just so more so much more devastating and uh, on drives to the basket where he's, he can kick out, he can, but he wasn't even like, I, I stopped the action. Again, I had to watch it not, not live so i knew the result of the game which made it a lot more interesting of a watch but who spelled it though did or did you just see the score um well someone tweeted my horford article and was like huh like this is this this all came true and i was like oh great horford's having mm-hmm. a great game they must have won uh, and then i looked at the score but that had to feel good though right felt great felt great yeah. wonderful um but but there there were plays where Giannis would drive into a crowd and I would I would press the pause button on my remote, and there would be four or three, at least three bucks wide open with their arms raised behind the three point line, looking for the kick out. Giannis just like was not even trying to share the ball in those situations. I think, you know, he has to be more looking more to make plays, and you know, the bucks, the supplementary pieces, have to hit those shots, or this team is just not going to do anything assuming that Horford can sustain that defensive performance so I mean Giannis you, you got to play better I'm sorry like <laughs> this is why I think Kawhi is the best player in the Eastern Conference and I'm not apologizing for it I don't even think it's really that close to be honest I would take Kawhi in two seconds if I had to win a basketball game because I don't think you can game plan against Kawhi I think you can not easily but if you have the right personnel and you're disciplined you can do what the Celtics did in game one and you can take them completely out of it sure yeah I mean there's no 
I think we've all been on the same page for that on this podcast that like for playoffs, Kawhi is the choice. Like Kawhi is the, the toughest matchup. Yeah. And that like like you said, game one kind of proved that. Um, yeah. Rich, let's let's close it out with Luzies. <laughs> well, real quick, so so Mike, you said uh you're talking about Giannis, right? Like when you're the, the league MVP, you gotta play a certain type of way. How how many games this year do you think that he took five three pointers? This is the first. No, eight times. But still, guess. if you're doing something for the ninth time all season, and, and he didn't really hit three out of five many of those times, but you're not the MVP. You're not the guy that you were during the regular season. So like you said, anytime he takes that shot, even if he shoots 60%, I don't care. You're, you're not Giannis anymore. You're some guy who's trying to expand their game in the second round of the playoffs, yeah, which I think the Celtics will take. Um, 100%. So my Luzi, and you guys remember, like I, I've kind of been wanting this matchup all year. I felt oh, yeah. good. I felt good about the Celtics and the Bucks, and a lot of that was because of Bledsoe. I just, never, I just, I didn't trust him. And you talk about biggest game of your year, uh, of your career, Mike. I mean, this is one of them for him. Especially now, you're up against Kyrie instead of Terry, and you're the number one seed, and he just wasn't there. And I think that now you go to game two, and now this is the really make or break situation, right? This is where this is where Bledsoe is, is, is pressing. This is where these guys know if we don't now split at home, we're in real trouble. And this is where I think Bledsoe can get into real trouble. So uh, he gets the losey, and uh, I, I don't. I'm not very optimistic about it get, getting better for him. Moving yeah, forward. I want to. I want to change my, or I'm gonna do the tiebreaker to Bledsoe. I should have gone with him. <laughs> like I just I forgot that. how bad he was. Um, and Rosero played him in this game. Rosero <laughs> played like he I, like demolished him in this game. I have some things I want to say about Rosier. I mean, on, but yeah, for, we have first, he, he 100 percent outplayed him. I mean, Rozier, again, everyone was great in this game. This was, I mean, was this the best? I'm trying to think if, like, the Warriors game was a better win for the Celtics than this. Obviously, the, the stakes were totally different, but, like, like a time where everything looked as good as it did in this game. Um, this, no, this is the best. Because it, it wasn't, I mean, they shot, what they shoot? 42% from deep on a decent volume. Right. That's great. But, you know, they only got to the line. They were five for eight from the free throw line. Like it wasn't like an offensive, uh, like, uh, explosion. I thought that just everyone was so locked in on what they needed to do defensively. And that sprung a lot of the opportunities going the other way. That was like, it was, it was probably the best defensive performance. And it was, it's like when you have games like this, it's, it's not a fluke. It's impossible to be a fluke. Right. Um, so this is for me, the most impressive performance of the entire season for this team. Yeah. I, I heard an interview with, uh, with Terry Stotts over the weekend. And like, and we've even on this podcast have talked a few times about how Portland is that team where everyone's role is just iron tight. You know, you yeah. you know you you know what you're supposed to do. And and the and I forget who did the interview, uh, but they asked him, you know, what like how do you do it? Like what like what's the secret to getting these guys? And he says it's not about knowing your role; it's about finding guys that accept their role. Mm. And I think finally, like these yeah. guys, we, we talking about Terry Rozier. He always knew what he what he, what they needed him to do. And I, I think finally these guys are like, all right. I, for, for for the playoffs, I'm going to accept what I not not what I want. I'm just going to I'm just going to do what the team needs me to do, and and we're seeing. It. And it helps that Gordon Hayward is playing the way that he is. But um, let's do that. Let me get the, do the ad read real quick, and then we'll get back to Gordon. Um, it, you guys remember that, right? That we have a, a nice sponsor on the podcast. What we do? Of course we. Yeah, guys. Oh my god, I, you can bet on it. <laughs> Ooh, here you go. BetOnline.ag. It's the best spot to make all your bets for the rest of the uh, Celtics Bucks series, all the NBA playoffs. You can bet on the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can bet on baseball. We're not giving any Game of Thrones spoilers. No Game of Thrones spoilers. Pina, did you watch when you got back from the wedding yet? 
I did, yes. Okay, we're not going to talk about it, but there are a bunch of great uh, Game of Thrones props. They have live betting, virtual casino. Uh, we need to we need to get back on our uh, our prop bets. We know that Pina's kicking our asses. I know. That's I want to. Say, we... I don't want. I don't want Pina to keep eating me. So it's going to be take a break. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're going to get back on it for Game Two of this Buck series and see if we can uh, we can catch up a little bit. But um, either way, you don't you don't need us to do it to uh, to get in on bet. <laughs> but online.ag. So uh, if you want to uh, support this podcast, uh, it's CLNS Media's preferred sports book online. You go to clnsmedia.com backslash winning plays and use the promo code CLNS50 for 50% sign up bonus. One more time, the promo code is CLNS50 and that's for 50% signing bonus. And uh, Mike Pina, say something nice about Gordon Hayward. Say something nice about Gordon. Um, I know it's I know it's difficult after after his game one performance, but see if you can come up with something. No, he. I mean, he uh, really took. We talked about the Pat Connaughton. Uh, by the way, like Pat Connaughton as a Lucy, that is so harsh. I got. I know. Like, I changed it though. I changed a the local guy out. too. I changed it. That was a mistake. Yeah, it was like, for the moment. Jeez Louise! I watched um, too. I, I'd watched too much of the game. Like I literally. <laughs> Like, I watched the game again this morning, and everything that went wrong in the first half, it seemed like Connaughton was involved. Which, again, isn't his fault, because he shouldn't be relied on that much. Be right. We're going to have a 90-mile-an-hour fastball come through your window in about <laughs> 20 <Yeah. minutes. laughs> I'm going to try to interview him tomorrow, which is it's not listening. Um, Gordon, I think what was really impressive to me about his game was... He was just kind of... It's like we always want him to play aggressive and get downhill and all that. But I thought what was so great about him yesterday was how he was actually just kind of playing at his own pace. And that's like what stars do. He looked like the the defensive rotations were slowing down in front of him. He made one just like basically he would they, they would they were utilizing him a ton out of the corner on those DHOs where he'd kind of curl around Horford and get into the paint and. The way the Bucks defend you, you know, they have the big drop. So, you know, they basically are inviting Gordon to shoot these pull-up jumpers, which are his bread and butter. And, you know, Pat Connaughton, so small, he's too small enough to contest from behind, which is why I think, you know, someone like Malcolm Brogdon is really missed in that matchup or even anyone longer. You just can't put Pat Connaughton on him because he can rise up and get any look he wants comfortably. But there was one play where he curled into the paint and threw one of the the like filthiest no look passes that I've seen from him in a very long time to Mook uh, above the break, wide open three. And it was just plays like that where it was just like yo-yoing the number one defense in basketball. And you're just kind of like, okay, this team is just, again, it's on another gear when, when Gordon Hayward is playing with this type of confidence. You, you <laughs> wonder how it's the number one team in for defense after watching that. I have, I have some insight on, into that. The Please, and I, it was I was I was actually speaking with with someone from the, from the from the Celtics, and you know talking about you know why why are you optimistic about about this series, obviously. And the thing is, you talk about the number one ranked defense for Milwaukee. Well, what are the two things that they do best? Two things they do best are they don't let you get to the rim, and they don't foul. Right. Okay, those are two of their biggest strengths as a defense, and those are the two things that the Boston Celtics don't do anyway. Yeah, they don't get to the line. They don't attack the rim. So their their the Bucks strengths are their Bucks weaknesses are the Celtics like built in strengths. So it's just, it could just be a bad matchup. Well, 
this kind of gets into, I don't know, are we going to do, can we do bucks adjustments or B Rob, you had a point you wanted to make? Um, I guess one other shout out I wanted to make before we get into the adjustments talk. Um, can we talk about point guard Marcus Morris in this game? <laughs> Go ahead. You got to start the, us off. <laughs> the, the amount of, I mean, he might've made more impressive. I think he made more driving kick passes in this game than he had the whole season. Like I, it, just watching back, I counted, I think five or six and they didn't all go in. So he only has one assist, but he only took six shots in this game, but was involved, had the, his hands on the ball plenty. And again, in terms of Rich, you know, talking about guys accepting their roles, he just maximized, like, this was like the perfect version of Marcus Morris. And one that, again, could take the Ilyasova and Mirtiches of the world off the dribble and help the Celtics get any shot they want. Hmm. Yeah. Did no, you guys that's... notice that at all? Was that the only one? Like, I was just like watching this. I'm like, wow, great pass, Morris. And then it was like three or four times. I'm like, holy cow. But yeah, I mean, but you got you have a great point. And if that if Marcus Morris is consistently going to get the ball and look up and see either Ilyasova or Miritich between him and the, the basket, that's 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 a field day. And right, and and if he's able to do it, draw a defense, and be willing to pass the ball, then 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 that's not even the best Marcus Morris. That's that's a Marcus Morris we didn't even know like existed. That's exactly that's more that's that's Mook two And if that's the case, like sure, like even if it's just for the series, even if next next round he's back on on the bench, like. You know, get to do it. Get a couple of games now. Yeah, it's funny when you you're such a black hole on offense. How great you look when you decide to move it along. But great. I mean, it it wasn't anything special, but it was just it. It's stuff like oh, like Al will do that, or you know, Gordon will do that. Like the, when you see a guy who you're not used to seeing doing that, it's just like whoa. Like, <laughs> it's like you, you talk about these guys who do who are playing for their contracts right now. And despite anything you can tell yourself, you know, during the regular season, the only way that you're making money in the playoffs is if you're on the floor. And, and right now, the only way you're going to stay on the floor is doing what you need to do. So, you know, yeah. if that's what it takes, it's beautiful. Yep. Let's, Knicks uh, are probably going to offer that max deal. Yeah, right. Any minute now. <laughs> Terry's be, be. <laughs> Everyone's agent is very happy after yesterday's performance. Um, Mike, Bucks, mm. my guy, Coach Bud. Yeah. Probably has to look at the drawing board here a little bit. What uh, what are you doing in game two here? So or, or is Paul think, Pierce? Or we didn't even talk about the Paul Pierce comment yet. <laughs> yeah. So I actually didn't hear this. So, but I, I was in a meeting today and someone brought it up. So I hope it's real. But I'm pretty oh, sure it's real. It's, real. it's yeah, definitely you, real. Okay, it's real. Yeah. Um, shout out to Paul Pierce who says some ridiculous things on national television for a living now. Um, but so he basically said that the series, from my understanding, is over because the Celtics won Game One. Yeah, it was kind of like a train. <laughs> and he was like, it was a internal monologue. I'm talking aloud, being like, "Yeah, yes. you know, like I think the series is over, guys." And everyone's like, "Wait, what? You 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 said before the game the Bucks could go to the finals?" And he's like, "Yeah, but it's just a talent, man. Like I don't know." Hmm. So, um, what do I, you think? I definitely disagree that the series is over. Um, I picked the Celtics in six, so I, I I did not expect the Celtics to win Game One. Let's be clear, uh, and I did not expect them to win so handily. So, I guess if you know if you already came to this series with some confidence in Boston in terms of uh, you know it being a matchup to their advantage, as you alluded to, Rich, which I I, I agree with everything that you said and. Um, 
I I don't think it's over for because you know I don't think Giannis. I, I would be su- very surprised if Giannis played. First of all, let me just say this ties into adjustments a little bit, but Giannis, you can't. So they basically the Bucks their 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 rotation with Giannis is basically all season long been the same thing. You know they take him out, uh, not even midway through the first quarter, uh, bring him back later on, sit him in the second quarter. Like you got to just play this guy. What are you like? I, I'm sorry. Like this is the playoffs and the the, the regular season rotation thing is just not going to cut it anymore. If I would be absolutely like astounded if Bud did not play Giannis. The entire first quarter in game one, almost regardless of what was happening on the floor, you have to play. This is your guy. Your second best player is Chris Middleton. You're not going to beat the Celtics if Giannis is not averaging over 40. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Whoa. But, Rich, didn't the Celtics go on a, or the Bucks went on a 15-0 run with Giannis on the bench, though? I do not care. <laughs> I do not give a shit about that. Come on. What, was it, what part of the game was that? That was the second quarter. Like they, the Celtics went up by fifteen. Yeah, they called timeout. Giannis went to the bench. Mirotic gets red hot from three, and it's a fifteen zero run before Giannis gets back into the game. If is you think a, that's it... sustainable, then roll with it, and you'll probably get swept. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go on a limb and say that when I have Giannis sent into Kupo on my team, I want him to play over forty minutes. And the fact that he didn't even play thirty five, and a lot of that was when the game was already out of hand, is just a disgrace. I'm sorry, it just is. <laughs> I agree. The, the, the rotations were wild for for him to sit so early in the first quarter. Like there was yeah. a, he didn't even defer from the, you know, there are there are points to, during games where he'll have Middleton and Giannis both on the bench, and it's like, dude, this is not the Detroit Pistons. Like there, there was a tiny stretch, and he, they both of them were on the bench, and it was like, what is even happening right now? I just. Yeah, you don't even have Brogdon. It's like, you, like I, it, it was so, it was wild to me. I just, I, I didn't get it at all. I'm sorry. I think it's something we do have to consider when we talk about this upset. And you mentioned the Pistons. Is like the, the Bucks did not really play a first round playoff series. There's no way that they were in, in the mental state that they needed to be. Especially when you talk about like a Sunday afternoon game one at home. Like, mm-hmm. like they, it's impossible for them to be to, to have been ready. And the Pacers were the Pacers, but at least you know they're well coached. They played, they played hard. It was at least it was competitive. But uh, that was basically their first game of the playoffs on Sunday. Yeah, so, that's a really um, good point. Yeah, they we'll looked, see. I mean, they didn't look like they were ready. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hearing that, too. I, I mean, that's no... I, I don't care. Like, that's not... What does that have to do with not, like, thinking that you can continue this? It's, like, the same thing with the... Uh, it's a problem I have with the Sixers and how they manage their rotation as well. Like... I get that Embiid has a sore knee and blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, play your best guys a lot of minutes. I'm sorry. Like, I can't. It's just really, it's it's really frustrating to me. So, like, I don't know. That's all I have to say. I'm, I'm ranting right now. I'm sorry. But that's like, it's the easiest adjustment. Just play your best guy more minutes. Like, Nick Nurse, it took him one ga- game one against the Magic. Played Kawhi, like, 33. And then, you know, made an adjustment. The end. Like, Pascal Siakam is basically not coming out of games. Like, it's just, it's just, it's not, this isn't rocket science. It's a very quick aside, but as as good as I felt about a Buck series before it started, I'm starting to feel as bad as about a potential Raptor series. And we'll get to that later, but that team is, yeah. I mean, is Siakam a top yeah, 20 player good. in the NBA? They're good. They're good. So, putting aside, okay, so let's assume that Giannis is actually going to play 40 minutes now. Middleton's going to play 40 minutes. And, they're going to stop 
handling it just like a regular season game with rotations. I'm more worried about all the guys on the Bucks besides them if I'm Boonholzer because, again, with Bledsoe looking like a show of himself again for the second straight postseason, Lopez, Oyasova, Miritich getting absolutely cooked in the pick-and-pop situation, Connaughton looking like Pat Connaughton. Like, <laughs> where, what do we, what, who, how, what do you do? Like, I know TJ, like, you dust off DJ Wilson. Is DJ Wilson going to stop that, the pick and pop game, Rich? Is that going to be the answer? Well, yeah, because it's funny. You, you mentioned George Hill and, and Miritich, and I thought those two guys gave you about as the best versions of yourself you're going to get. Like, I mean, that right. was a solid George Hill game. And if, it, with the way Miritich moves now, I mean, if he's able to, to sneak in a couple bombs the way he did, like that's that's a that, that's a win. So they got like those two big role players that played as well as they could, and it still didn't matter. I mean, obviously, if Giannis is playing the way he did, it, nothing matters. But uh, I thought it was certainly a wasted uh, opportunity from both of them. It's a wasted chance. Those guys, those guys played like pros for yep. sure, especially George Hill. That George Hill played a really good game. He came in and for Kyrie. Bledsoe. Still went nine yeah. of Kyrie went nine of thirteen against them. Those but, were some shots, though. <laughs> I know, okay. and that he'll play, and he'll play well. As I'm saying, like he'll play well, and Kyrie still went nine of thirteen. Like that's the Bucks' problem right there. Former teammates. Um, it was an inter- inter- interesting anecdote after the game. One of the Bucks reporters was asking Coach Bud just about adjustments and brought up Tony Snell of being mm-hmm. like, "Hey, is he you know going to be like? What do you think?" And Bud was like. Yeah, we have a lot bigger problems than Tony Snell. <laughs> like, pretty much just, like, totally throw him aside. Which tells me that Tony Snell is either, A, not trusted by Bud, or B, like, more hurt. But I think that's important, because he's, like, one of the only, guy, like, true wings that can defend on this roster. And uh, Option three is that he's, he slipped the reporter 50 bucks to ask I mean, Bud clearly. the question. Yeah, no spoilers, but I'm pretty sure I saw Tony Snell get decapitated on Game of Thrones as a White Walker the other night. So <laughs> I, 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 uh, I don't know how, how productive he's going to be in this series. It made me think when you said that Kyrie and, uh, and George Hill were former teammates. I think there were a few. Yeah. George Hill's been on a million different teams. I think him and Gordon played together in Utah. Yeah, Him and, him and Baines yeah. might have played together in San Antonio. That's anyway. A... It's a good uh good aside. Good no, aside. is George Hill a free agent? Let's get, back, let's get back to Tony Snell on Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Um is George Hill a free agent? I, I think he I is. don't know. Does, do we have to answer that question? No, no. I'm just saying that's a if I'm going after a cheap point guard after this year, I'll go on after George Hill mm. um, from the Celtics as an aside. So what a, okay, so a, if you're coached by what do you really not like X's and O's wise about how the team played in this game? And, you know, you, you briefly brought up uh, Brooke Lopez, who I said before the series, I thought that, you know, if you play him off the floor, that's a huge advantage to the Celtics. And there was this article that Jonathan Sharks wrote on the ringer. Um, that was really interesting about how uh, it was basically a call for Giannis to play the five already and, uh, you know, basically bench Brooke Lopez, who you've had so much success with during the regular season, who has such a critical role for this team on both ends, regardless of the matchup. I think offensively, he's just such a, an intriguing spacer for you and a helpful piece. And he did finish plus two in this game. So I, I don't want to say that he was the, like he was getting cooked on those pick and pops, but, and they'll continue to go at him as much as they can. But 
if you're will, if you're already willing to give up on that, I think the series is over. I would agree. You need his firepower to like make this a series. And yeah. and Giannis at the five rich does that like defensively? Do you? It doesn't seem like Giannis as a five like will give you. He was dropping anything, right? Like, <laughs> so help help me see it a little bit. So so we're gonna Giannis is is covering Al in the situation. But by the way, uh, George Hill is getting paid eighteen million dollars next year. <laughs> no, maybe it's this year. I think he's unrestricted. Yeah, I think it, sense. yeah. Maybe it's like was, unres- I think it was unguaranteed final year of the deal, something like that. That's okay. I think that's right. Either way, I don't want anything to do with him. But Hero, <laughs> uh, Giannis playing the five. Uh, I, I think, like you guys said, I don't know how, how any. So this guy's coach Bud's going to win the coach of the year, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So imagine you do all that, and then you sweep the first round of the playoffs, and then you lose one game, and you and you just scrap everything. <laughs> I, I mean, who, who knows? I mean, it, it seems it's, it seems so crazy. But if it's something that if if you if you if you drop it out of nowhere, right? If the Celtics aren't prepared for it, and and you can catch them off guard, and, and maybe you could capture lightning in a bottle for a little bit, yeah, sure. Maybe you tinker with it, but you know, I don't think you bench Brook Lopez after the after the season that he had. What about their defensive scheme, though? Like, so you're not going to do that. What are they going to do with the pick and pop? Because that literally, it wasn't Kyrie and Al the whole game, but. They just ran different variations of it. I feel like whether it was handoffs or the actual screening, but and Brooke every just time, can't hang. yeah, like Brooke, like unless you're going to switch it, in which case Kyrie is going to have Brooke on him. Like, I mean, problems. what I would do is, I don't think there's an answer for this pick and roll combination, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think any team, maybe. I don't I don't say any team because I haven't thought too hard about how the Rockets would defend it or the Warriors would defend it. Or even the Raptors. But for the Bucks, I mean, you either late switch. And you, you I, this is why I think DJ Wilson is so key in this series. I, I just think that, you know, I wouldn't play Giannis at the five necessarily, but I would have DJ Wilson out there because you need another guy who can shoot. I mean, Brogdon's injury really hurts them there, and, and you need size on the glass and et cetera. But, you know, you late switch. Maybe you rotate a third defender off a shooter on the weak side to cover Al on the throwback. I don't I don't know, to be honest. I mean, you could just let Al shoot and hope that he has an off day. You could let Kyrie pull up and hope he has an off day. You could I like I don't I really don't have an answer. I mean, Bud is a, is a, an incredible tactician, one of the best coaches we have, and I'm sure he'll come up with something. Um but what's so great about Al is that once he catches the ball in space, he can do whatever he wants with it. Like, he's not just restricted to the jumper. He can put it on the floor. He'll throw his shoulder into you. Uh, he'll find a cutter. Like, he, he's he's a brilliant all-around basketball player. And, I mean, when you have to already worry about Kyrie off the bounce, who, you know, after they had the couple quick turnovers – um, running that action, and then once they kind of settled down and got into a rhythm, I thought it was unstoppable. And I just don't know, I don't know what you do there because even if you do trap it, like Horford can just set the screen at, at half court and let Kyrie get a running head start, and then what are you gonna do? Like, like I, I, I don't know what you do. I, I just don't. I agree. Like, I just think it's just match again, like Rich said. This postseason is all about matchups, and I think the Celtics match up very well here. 
And I think a lot of the pickups that the Bucks made during the season, like the Mirtich of the world, like it's kind of like, why are you not to poo poo it, but it's you, you know, the teams you're going to have to beat and the Celtics are going to be on that list. And that's not a guy who matches up well with the Celtics. And so well, on one end, right? On one end, but like I think that's is what if their strategy is just we need like we're gonna go guns blazing. That, well, I mean, they gotta do a better job of that if that's their that, strategy. Yeah, that might be their play though. I because I don't, I just don't think you can stop the the Horford Kyrie pick and roll. I just, I don't. So, um, and we can talk about you know all all the role all that the role players have to do, but. Bledsoe, Brooke, you take out Middleton's first two jumpers at six points. They combine for 19 points for the game. Middleton, Lopez, and Bledsoe. Then nothing else matters if, if that's happening. Right. It's true. Like when the Southern supporting cast is on and they get nothing out of their secondary guys, then it's, it's game over. Like, And so I just look at it and I, I guess that's why I think game two is huge now because Brogdon obviously can change a lot of this in terms of making the Bucks really tougher to defend and and having another, you know, guy who can, you know, fight through, you know, stick with the Celtics wings. But, but we're, we're it, also assuming that a guy is going to come come off, you know, two months of injury to his feet, exactly. right? Like, what can you and, accept accept out of that guy? And it's a foot injury. Yep. Not good. Um. So uh, no one, uh, did, what, what, just throwing this out there real quick off the cuff, but uh, <laughs> uh, Shemi, uh, little, uh, eight like minutes. eight. What if any, any thoughts on uh, Shemi's performance there? Or? He didn't even spend any time on Giannis. <laughs> That's I like, know, it was really weird. It's, but I kind of respect it. Like, Brad, again... Brad wanted to use Baines in this game, and the only guy you can put Baines on in this game is Giannis. So those were scary minutes. Those were scary minutes, but like he held up okay. He was a plus eleven in eight minutes um, before he rolled the ankle, which is fine. He said today at practice. So, <laughs> like, I have Ojale, a Ojale real play, qu- but he's not gonna. They're not gonna use him on Giannis as a primary defender, I guess. Yeah, real real quick. I noticed that when uh, Baines rolled his ankle and was down, is it? Did anyone else notice how like no Celtics went over to like check on him or like even tap him or be like, "Hey, what's up? How are you doing?" Everyone just kind of was looking at him like, "Are you serious again?" Every time you jump, <laughs> you sprain your ankle. It is unbelievable how often he gets hurt. And I mean, I mean, I, I like how we're criticizing Aaron Baines' toughness. Right well, now, he plays <laughs> through it. Yeah. But uh, he does. He does seem to get injured or hurt a lot. Such a baby! <laughs> what a puss! Um, yeah, and I, I was just I was looking at the Baines box score, and I, I did we we talked about Terry, right? It's just the I, I we talk about respect. Six fouls in nineteen minutes. That's a, in, in in probably his his best playoff game in quite a while, and he fouled out in less than twenty minutes. <laughs> I mean, we use them or lose them, like. I feel like we're uh, running out of steam talking about this game. Like, we covered, like, it's just, it, like, I mean, the, the Jalen dunk, We do, should we cover the Jalen dunk, like, which wasn't even that cool, but there was a cool photo, so that was on Twitter. We haven't talked <laughs> about Jalen at all, which... And Jalen played really well, we should say. He played very well. 
Um, um, he was a big, you know, we talk about Horford's defense on Giannis. I think what really makes the Celtics so difficult is uh, the way that, like, Tatum and Jalen, and it was, it's like a hats off to the front office for drafting this type of player, but the way they can help and recover so so quickly. Like, there was the, I think Giannis's like, first post-up was a turnover because Jalen sprinted in off his man. He dug, he recovered, and, and I think he poked the ball away. So plays like that where he's just able to utilize his athleticism are just really key. Um, and he played he played really well offensively as well. He was really aggressive. Um, good to see from him because uh, he remains an important piece for this team going forward without Marcus Smart. That's, it's so I got wild, a crazy man. stat for you guys on Jalen. Bring it. Do you, want, do you guys want it? Yes. No, 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 no. Actually, I want to wait until the, <laughs> that's, that's the next episode. Um, guess where Jalen Brown ranks among two-point field goal percentage leaders in the playoffs? Oh, he's – yeah, he's really up there. Yeah, he's he, like he his, like... effective, his effective field goal percentage is, like, fifth by, like behind, like, KD and Dame and, like, someone else. Is it, is so, it second behind Dame? He is number one. Wow. Number one? Number how, one. Among among guys who are playing like, you know, more than ten minutes a game. What how, what is he total? Guess. Just throw out a throw out a guess. Sure. I definitely don't have internet access right now. Fifty um, yeah, fifty six percent. Sixty five percent. Seventy two percent. Oh inside. On two, on two pointers? On two pointers. He's shooting Rich, he's shooting he's shooting fifty eight percent from the field. Wait, repeat. Say that. I lost it for one sec, you, Rob. You said that last part. So he's shooting seventy-two percent from two-point range. Okay. Yeah. And forty-one percent from three-point range, Jeez. and fifty-eight percent from the field in the playoffs. <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 absolutely crazy. Just with all that we talked about, how how worried or concerned not just us, everyone was about him for numerous parts of the season, and then game one on the road against the top seed. Kid plays 36 minutes, 19 points, and we don't even talk about him until the 40th minute of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And he's also I mean, shooting 72% from two. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of us taking him for granted, I think, at this point. He's been so solid for this team. For even the weeks heading into the playoffs, like where people, I think, were wondering... Um, a part of it is, I think, people were wondering, is this consistent? Is this for real? And then also, a lot of no matter how well anyone plays on this team, it feels like if Gordon Hayward plays well, then that's the storyline. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which must be really annoying to those guys to a certain degree. But um, yeah, Jalen's usage is the lowest it's ever been in his in, in the postseason in his career. Um, and he's really making the most of everything. I mean, the, the dunk that wasn't even that cool, um, but technically was a dunk on Giannis, just came on a hard cut down the paint. Like... Stuff like that are those are just hustle plays. Those are the quote unquote winning plays that uh, <laughs> guys need to make if they're going to beat the best team in the league. Yeah, that was that play. What happened on that play where Jalen got the dunk was literally the, the Bucks adjustment of like, okay, Kyrie's doubled in the pick and pop. We're going to send Jalen's man to cover Horford, and so Kyrie just passed it to cutting. Jalen saw that, cut to the basket, got the dunk, like. It was the perfect adjustment um, to the Bucks' response, and again, why I think the Bucks are in a whole heap of trouble in this series. 
And that's also a credit to we've kind of uh, railed a little bit on Jalen's focus, I guess you could say. Is mm-hmm. it? What, where, yeah, it's not just us. Um, multiple teammates have, have expressed it during games to him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's not entirely unfair or undue. But I think he's reading the game a lot better right now. Like, it's not even just the shot making. He hit one, like, really impressive t- turnaround. I think he hit a step back. I don't know if it was a step back three off the top of my head. But he had a step back that was it just, like, was fluid and looked good and whatever. But that, like, the, the cut for that dunk, like, just reading the game, understanding where you're supposed to be, breaking off plays. Um when you see something like that's just a that's just him evolving and it's it's uh it's definitely really good to see. Should we, uh, Rich? Just... What was your prediction before the series? Uh, I w- I probably would have said Bucks and six. Although if Pina said it too, I might have said Bucks and uh, no, sorry Celtics and six. But if Pina said it too, I might have said Celtics and five. Because I see, feel we, like did, I... we did Celtics and five for you, so that's oh, okay. That's good. Cool. Yeah, because I feel like I would have had to prove that I I believe a little bit more than Mike. <laughs> Should we run through the uh, the the bet online that AG uh, lines yes, for the other please, series and then to. close yes. it up, please? So the, we'll start with the with the other series in the East, which I don't think is going to be much of a series. Uh, the Raptors are minus four sixty. The Sixers are plus three eighty five to 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 come back and and win the series. I mean, does, does Philly have any chance? No. Yeah, they have a chance. They, have, I mean, they have a you chance. Think so? I, I think this is a five-game series. I'd be shocked if it goes more than five. I picked Raptors in five, um, but when you have the talent that the Sixers do, I'm not going to just say that they can't win the series. I mean, like Embiid is still talented and dominant enough to assert himself as the best player in the series, even though I don't think that'll happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm like grasping at straws here. I, I, I think the Raptors are way better and they're going to win in five. But so let's 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 move to the one that that you were really excited about before we came on, and that's the, the Blazers are plus one twenty five, uh, the Nuggets are minus one forty five, and that series that uh, starts on Monday night, shortly mm. after we're done recording this. So what, what's your what's your 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 feeling? Like you think that you really like the Blazers to win that or no? Well, I think part of it is like more just. The Blazers looked awesome in the first round against a team that, you know, is crumbling a little bit. Not not like not the greatest opponent, whatever. Um, still had you know to go up against. The, Paul George had moments in that series. Westbrook had moments, uh, and they were up there. I mean, they don't have their starting center, and they looked just like. I mean, there were there were stretches where they were just completely dominant. So, um, no, I mean, I I like the Blazers. I I, I I'm a little I, I I don't understand why the number is what the number is. I would pick the Blazers to win the series, like straight up. So, so yeah, why am I getting money? Yeah, because no, the public likes the Nuggets. Public likes home court advantage. Apparently, did they not see Dame? The wave, the walk off. He was on too late. It was too late at night for people. Apparently, have you guys seen the talk about the the Al and Kyrie uh, pick and rolls? But what Denver's been doing with that, and it'll be interesting against Portland. Is they run they run like the Kyrie and Al pick and roll, but they swap. So Jokic, so Murray is setting the screen for Jokic. 
Oh well. Yeah, the inverted pick and roll. Yeah, it's uh, you know it, the, the Celtics used to do that. Uh, they did it uh, quite a bit, if I recall, with Isaiah and Al during the uh, Wizards series. Mm. I have that. I have that etched in my brain. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I feel like Cantor can we, can is, is going to quick... get abused on with that. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead, be rep, sorry. No, no um, I agree. Like, good point on Cantor. I want to spend thirty seconds on the the end of the. Game seven of the Spurs Nuggets game. Um, and Greg, uh, you, did you guys see this or watch did that the, upset you? I watched it live. How does Popovich just not run on the court or something more? Like, go get a technical foul or something. I don't think instead he cared. of. I, I honestly like that's my question. Did, did Popovich just want the season to end? Because he that, that that's literally that's that's the it's only thing a, that makes sense. He never stops teaching. So if you're not gonna do what you're gonna do, it's not his fault. You'll learn from your mistake and get him next year. Well, that, it's actually interesting because you heard the, you see his his big quote at the end, where he said, "These are dangerous times because no one has the courage to do what needs to be done." Maybe throwing no. game, maybe throwing game seven was what <laughs> needed to be done. Maybe that was him. I did not see that. That is very spicy. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think he was seriously talking about the crisis that's ruining our country. But um, <laughs> I thought maybe maybe he was trying to express that through you know throwing the season. I think Jerob sure. has a point, is what I'm saying. <laughs> what? Like, also, LaMarcus Aldridge, not a good look. Patty Mills, like, veteran NBA players, just, like, chasing guys around without any type of awareness in that situation. Like, I'm sorry. But I just, had, was, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe that. No, it was super weird. Like, I, I, like, I, I mean, I was watching on a laptop, just got home from a wedding. I was a little uh, inebriated, and I was like, "Am I seeing this correctly? Like, what is the score? What the score is? Why are, are I like? I didn't understand why they weren't fouling, and then I wanted to tweet something, but I wasn't like positive that I was right. And then I just like look at, at my at, at my timeline, and it's just like, what the what, what the hell are the, the, the Spurs doing? This makes absolutely no sense. And I was like, okay, it's safe for me to tweet, I guess. <laughs> Did you see what the line was for that game, Rich? Was it three and a half? It was five and a half. <laughs> Man. So maybe Pop had the. Oh, the we should. Uh, we should just. Like, have you seen the the game two line for the Celtics and Bucks yet? Either you I have. I have seen it. I have not. I haven't either. I'm gonna guess. I probably about the same. Seven and a half. Six. Six and a half. I believe it was six and a half. The number I saw, but it might have popped up to seven. I mean, this, points. this is this is their season, right? It is their season, but I don't know. But, but here's here's the thing: so the pressure is on. They know all of a sudden, right? The Bucks, like you, you've never been here before. You just won your Giannis just won his first playoff series, and now all of a sudden your series is on the line. You and everyone, all these guys are facing like these internal things. Like, what what game is Giannis going to play? What's Bledsoe going to do? I mean, Milton, the guy, his game is going to be his game. He's got to hope that he he misses a few more shots. But man, I, I don't I don't know. Not envious of the situation that they're in right now. You also forget how many guys on that team are free agents. Brogdon's a free agent. Um, Middleton, obviously, is a free agent. Brooke Lopez is a free agent. Ilya, uh, no, Ilyasov is not Miritich, a free agent. Um, Miritich that. is a free agent. Um, so it's just like the whole makeup of their team and their identity and what they want to be. Like They got a lot of those pieces real dirt cheap and they fell into them. Like Drafting Brogdon was really lucky. Um, 
getting Brooke Lopez because the Lakers are the most incompetent organization <laughs> in professional sports is really lucky. How about drafting Giannis? Drafting Giannis, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll throw that in there for the hell of it. Um, so it's like the, like the pressure of keeping Giannis in free agency when he's clearly going to sign with the Warriors in, in a couple <laughs> of years. Like I, I just, I'm, I'd be really nervous. Like a lot is on the line here, I think, if you're if you're the Bucks, Like a lot. I would just like yeah. to start accepting and the fact that he's going to... Sorry, go ahead, Bureau. What did you say, Rich? I couldn't. You cut off for a second there. Oh no! I was saying that I ho- I would like people to start accepting the fact that Giannis is gonna leave and be happy for him for leaving, as opposed to making him into, you know, public enemy number one. When How many years does he have left? Do you have two years left, Shane? Free agent in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I also the think fact... the Bucks should trade him before that happens, but I'm sure that would be absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. What every well, the... every single time someone holds on to these guys, they get burned. Why wouldn't you trade the, the, the right moves to be like the Pacers and trade Paul George before he leaves? Mm. The problem is they re-signed Eric Bledsoe to an extension already. And I don't know if that's going to be a point guard on a title team. It's not a point guard on a title team where Chris Middleton, shout out to Chris Middleton, who I really like, but <laughs> he's just not, it's just not, uh, that's not the, the sidekick for Giannis. Like and and Bledsoe, I don't, I don't think Bledsoe can be your third best player either in a. Because he's not very good run. defensively, Middleton. I feel like he's. Not when Kyle Lowry's Toronto's third best player now. Right, he's their fourth best player. <laughs> good point. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, um, he's basically Marcus Smart on the Raptors now. Pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, last odds here. Rockets Warriors, Warriors steal steal game one, um, <laughs> quote unquote. Um, they are minus four ten to win the series. Rockets plus three forty. Mike, are you <laughs> doubling down on your bet right now to cash in? No, this is great. I mean, I still think the Rockets are going to win the series. They were robbed by the refs. Everybody saw it. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I just I think that the to say I don't know how facetious you were being B Rob, but I do think that I do think they walked away. Like, like they, I don't know if stole is the right word, obviously, but because um, of the defending chance, you can interpret it however you want. Like, sure, and KD, KD is uh, he might be the best player alive right now. That you can definitely make that make that case. Uh, he has a very like LeBron vibe about him, where it's like uh, whatever team KD's on, that's just not. You're not going to beat that team four times in seven tries. He has that vibe. But that said, I think the Rockets should have won that game. Clay Thompson was fouling the hell out of Harden on those threes. I don't know what the controversy is, to be honest. Like, I didn't even watch the regular season. Like, I, I, I don't get it. Um, but, uh, but I still like the Rockets. That line is ridiculous. I would put money down. I'm not giving you any, prof- any anyone out here uh, any professional advice. But, you know, if you want to do like that. Money. If you like money, place that bet. <laughs> Plus three forty. That, that's a pretty good odds for a team that has James Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah, I just find it wild that Green. the the Sixers are only slightly bigger underdogs than the Rockets. Right. If that if that, if that that puts that puts the Rockets into much different perspective. I agree with that. They have a much a better lot. chance than the Sixers do in my book. Right. That's just a lot of respect for the Warriors. That. I mean, they deserve the respect, but, like, come on. 
the Rockets are really, really good. Hey, Amen. Well, game two must win for them. I wouldn't even go that far, to be honest. Wow. I no. wouldn't either. I don't think they need to game to win game two. Then wait to make your bet, then, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah, okay. plus five hundred. Talk about talk about real gambling advice, B Rob. You just, that, that's it right there. <laughs> that's two steps ahead, and you're very correct. Um, all right, fifty five minutes. That sounds good. In honor of our our follower ACRL, I think we should uh, close mm. at fifty five. Love you, ACRL. Should AC. we I hope you're still listening. Uh, just Rich? That's your boy. Um, should we shout out, uh, I, I guess I it just started to, so, um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> shout, shout out to, uh, uh, Brian, uh, Effinger who made the, uh, intro, um, bumper, I guess they're called. I, I don't know. I don't know the technical term. B-Rob, do you, is that a technical term? I mean, is that radio an intro. talk? Intro music? The yeah, intro. The intro. That's much better. Over at CLNS Media? Yes. Uh, so shout out to him. And uh, anything else, uh, B-Rob, you want to say Sign it before we sign off? Um, I'm sorry, Pat. I didn't mean to go after one guy like that. <laughs> one last question. Like, so we, we talked about this is a must-win. Like, I, I think the Bucks are going to win game two. I do, yeah. too. I think Celtics take it. Oof. I think pressure. I think it's a close game. Pressure's too much. Eric Bledsoe goes like 3 of 15. <laughs> and... Uh, well, I hope you're right because uh, because you know I I had mentioned earlier I mentioned for most of the season I didn't think Giannis was quite ready for this moment yet but I think if you get to Game Seven in Milwaukee that's where uh, that's where he might have his moment so I think yeah. it's important to close this out uh, in six. I agree, Andrew. I don't think it's like winning a Game Seven, um, so I think doing it at six and putting yourself in position to do it at home is the most important thing and doing it um, without Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon on the floor getting as many wins as you can before that. Uh, is paramount cool cool all right well we'll get back a few guys after game two as there's a nice two-day layup before game three and we'll see where what adjustments have made and what the series uh takes us from there